Hello, what have we here? Welcome back to Lando's Lounge. I'm back. Yeah, welcome back, Lando, to Lando's Lounge. Yes. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're talking <just> about <laughs> the explosive Bad Batch episode seven? Eight, I think, right? Eight. Um, yeah, eight. Um, called Reunion, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because... Crosshair comes back, finally. I've been wondering where he's been. He kind of... They did, like, a few things with him at the beginning, and then he just dipped. Mm -hmm. You never saw him again. Um, Yeah, this is probably one of the better, if not best... Most well-received episodes. Yeah, best episodes of the show since, like, probably the first one, I'd Mm -hmm. say. So, oh gosh, I have something in my eye now, too. It's just a really emotional episode, but we'll get into that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, it basically picks, off, picks up where the last episode left off with um, Rex leaving them on... I forget the name of the planet. Bracca. 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 Bro- Broca. Um, after removing the chip from Wrecker's head. Mm-hmm. And... The Empire shows up, uh, Crosshair and gang, mm-hmm. in in uh, pursuit of the Bad Batch. So they, it's really like a kind of an escape episode. They're just kind of trying to fight their way out of the busted up Republic cruiser, and um, it's really action heavy and like thrilling in that way um and they i think they know it's crosshair so Mm -hmm. um it's just super like quick paced a lot's going on Mm -hmm. for sure um well it all starts with uh the admiral rampart and uh the Kaminoan Prime Minister, I think that's their their title of power over there. Um, kind of arguing back and forth. The Kaminoans, obviously, like in the other episode with Crosshair, there's obviously that conflict between them and the Imperials, and that is seen here as well. So Crosshair basically gets the okay from Rampart to send a a group after the Bad Batch to. Um, kill them. The the Prime Minister says something that's like, Clone Force 99 is a valuable asset of highly, and then he's like, I have no interest in clones, like, just kill them. And so Crosshair sets out with that mission in mind after, you know, gathering the intel that those scrappers had spotted them in the, in the episode previous, which leads um, the Kaminoans to confer, and he says something like, Oh, when, uh, once, like, our primary goal is, like, we just have to hope that one of these bounty hunters can deliver the, the valuable clone asset, the child clone, Mm -hmm. uh, to us, and so, by this point, I mean, we know that they were, like, after Omega, like, that's basically what everyone thought, but I think this is, like, the first time where we, like, the Cam, like, the Cam and Owen said that, like, Omega's the one they're mm-hmm. after. 
We still don't know exactly why. And, I mean, it was heavily inferred based on the fact that Fennec Shand was trying to take Omega, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so... That comes into play at the end of the episode, and when they said that, I was like, hmm. And How I, many bounty hunters are after Omega, and who is after Omega? Um, but... The uh, the episode builds up to this point where they're in one of the like engines or not the engine they're not in the engine but they're in like the propulsor. Um, mm-hmm. I can't think of what it's called, but it, I think they just called it the ion engine, like repulsor or yeah. something. It's basically the big blue things that shoot that move yeah. the ship. Um, and so they're trapped in there, and the Empire has them surrounded, and they're like, what do we do? Oh, there's also a thing where Wrecker finds, like, a proton torpedo. <laughs> yeah, I w- well, let's just, first of all, the first thing that happens with the Bad Batch we see is, like, Wrecker is teaching Omega how to defuse bombs, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then... So he's like, okay, now your turn, and then just, like, activates a bomb, and he's like, we have ten seconds till it explodes, and mm-hmm. someone's like, da, da, and, like, try to cut the wires and stuff, and ultimately she fails, and she, like, tries to get out of the way, but it was just a harmless smoke grenade. But, um, yeah, Wrecker and Omega seem to be the best of buds these days. I mean, after, you know, they share the Mantel mix, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so... They're a good duo, but basically the Bad Batch is on, like, stayed at Braca because Hunter says they need money because they owe Sid a lot of money, <laughs> um, and so they're hoping to, like, scavenge the ship for both intel, like, on the bridge and for, like, munitions and arms that may have not been, uh, taken off the ship at all. So that's kind of why they're still there. And Echo also says something like, if we just went with Rex, um, and I felt like this was kind of important, actually. He said, if we went with Rex, we wouldn't have owed Sid. And then Hunter's like, eh, like he has a different path from us. And then Echo says, we're soldiers. What other path is there? So that kind of made it seem like to me like there might be they might get back with Rex. Maybe in, like, a later season. Like, maybe in season two or whatever. But we might see Rex again. And, like, maybe later in the show it will kind of evolve into, like, them actually fighting back against the Empire more than just trying to run and not get killed by them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it They end up in this engine mm-hmm. and the bombs come into play because their plan is to use the bombs to blow up the part of the engine so that they can drop they didn't ever use the proton torpedo no well Which they, was weird. He, no he did in an unconventional way so First of all, even before the engine, they're like on like a pl- like a gun platform, mm-hmm. and they're completely surrounded. And then so like Echo, like Tech is like Echo slicing and or whatever, and make the gun fire. And because mm-hmm. it's kind of like a beat up ship, that kind of force 
causes everything to crumble around mm-hmm. them, gives them the excuse they need. While they're running away from there, like, one of the troopers in Crosshair's, like, immediate squad, like, one of the ones who's not a clone, he's like, oh, it's the flamethrower. It's the guy mm-hmm. with the big flamethrower. He, like, they round the corner, he's right there, and they, like, shoot at him or something. And then <laughs> Wrecker throws the torpedo casing at him and just, doink, folds him, and he just, like, flies out of the frame. And Wrecker <laughs> has been so brutal to some of these mm-hmm. <laughs> some of these soldiers, because he's dead for sure. But, yeah. Yeah, then they go to the engine, <clears throat> and you can resume with what you're saying. So they blow up part of it. And then the flame that's coming out of it, that is what does the um, pushing of the ship through space, just absolutely, like, roasts Crosshair. Mm. And it was, like, significant enough that it was like, this will probably change his appearance for the rest of the show. Because, like, it definitely drew attention to it. You want to know what I heard? Hmm. I've seen this more than once, which is just, like, cringe. But people think that is Dengar, mm. which is ridiculous because Dengar is in the Clone Wars, and it's just not Dengar. But because, to be fair... They wrap his head up in they, bandages, and, and people are like, is that Dengar? I'm they ra- like, they no. wrap his head up, and he has, like... Like, I kind of, like... They definitely... Like, it's very similar. Just, it's kind of looking, but I was like, no. Like, just think about it for more than a second, mm-hmm. and you'll realize that that's not true. Yeah. But. Um. Yeah. It, I saw that as well. <laughs> and I when I watched it, I was like, oh, that looks like Dengar. And I was like, oh, but that isn't. Well, yeah. Like. And then I saw people like, is Crosshair Dengar? And I'm like, are you nope. dumb? <laughs> what does nope. that mean? Is Crosshair Dengar? No. Mm. Dengar is. But anyways. I so, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking this Maybe will definitely... Maybe he kills Dengar and he becomes Dengar. <laughs> I'm thinking this will definitely change him as a character permanently mm-hmm. because, like, they would just do a thing where he's like, ah, and, like, grabs his head or whatever... But this, mm-hmm. they, like, draw attention to the sizzling of his face and him screaming and then him bandaged up. Yeah. So, my other thought is maybe that, like, damages his chip or something. Mm. And then he's able to kind of resist the Empire a little bit until they can get it out of his head permanently or something. Yeah. But... Perchance. Um, so, the Hunter and Omega climb up to try to get out of there and they climb to the top of wherever it is I don't, I don't remember if it's like a cliff or if it's like the top of the ship and they get up there and all of the clone slash stormtroopers up there are already dead mm-hmm. and everyone's like oh boy what is this yeah because it's definitely not nothing and then um I forget. Do you hear the voice first? Yeah, or definitely, you definitely do. You hear the voice, and it's the iconic, like, kind of metallic-y, raspy Cad Bane yeah. voice. And mm-hmm. I was like, and I, I don't know if you listened to the the episode we did without you at all, but 
we did a brief update mm-hmm. um, in which we mentioned the the Walk of Fame, the three Star Wars people mm-hmm. there at on the Walk of Fame. And we also mentioned, and I'm, it's like such a small bit of news, but I was very interested by it, that um, Kevin Kiner, who's the composer for, for The Bad Batch and some other stuff, uh, tweeted out the day before this episode came out, and he said, someone's in tomorrow's episode. And then, so people were like, what, like, what does that mean? Like someone new, like someone, blah, and he was like, well, it's, it's, it's someone, you know? And I was like, I thought it was weird that the composer was was teasing this character. Mm-hmm. But when I saw it, it made total sense because the music is so dope. Like his little, it's Western, but like, it doesn't sound like the Mandalorian Western mm-hmm. type. You know what I mean? It's just very. It sounds like Ennio Morricone. Yeah, it's baller. And so I was like. That's what I expected. Whatever it was, it was about to be some a very different sound of music mm-hmm. and very dope sounding sort of score for the composer to be teasing it. And so, I was I was waiting for it the whole episode. I was like, is there gonna be someone like, who's it gonna be? And mm-hmm. it it was right up at the end. So, mm-hmm. but it was dope. And also, the, what's his what's his name? Toto, Toto three sixty or something is also back. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's Seth voiced. Green. Yeah, is he voiced by? Mm-hmm. Hmm? So, Hunter is like confronts Cad Bane, and then he's like, Cad Bane's like, when you've killed one clone, like mm-hmm. you can kill any of them, and then Hunter's like, she's not going anywhere, yeah. <laughs> and then they have mm-hmm. the little. Um, it's very much good, the bad, and the ugly, and mm-hmm. it's very similar to the unused Boba Fett versus Cad Bane, which yeah. is the big discussion around this. Mm-hmm. Because, That's immediately because there was the unused arc from the Clone Wars that would have that had Boba Fett getting his Mandalorian armor for the first time, working with Cad Bane, and then eventually the two of them having like basically this exact scenario. Where, like, they even have the very rough, unfinished animation of it. And it has the same zoom in on the eyes, like the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then they both shoot at the same mm-hmm. time, and they both fall over. But, in the Clone Wars, it, it's what dents Boba Fett's helmet. And then, he manages to, like, shoot Cad Bane down. But... I think Dave Filoni's like, Cad Bane doesn't die, but he's definitely, like, (laughs) he doesn't just get right back up afterward. Like, he's taking damage. So, people were saying, like, did they... Well, because they said the unused Clone Wars stuff is canon, even if it hasn't, like, been seen. Which, I don't know if I like that, but Dave Filoni said, like, no, this act, this is canon, this is what happened. Interesting, yeah. But, um, since it wasn't used, there have been people wondering, like, did they just adapt that gunfight for this moment here mm-hmm. and just change that and make that not canon? Or did that actually happen in canon in the Clone Wars? We just never saw it. And then this is just like a second gunfight. Or is this happening now so that eventually they'll just adapt that unused Clone Wars event for the Bad Batch later on? Mm -hmm. 
And then the, this is kind of to set up Boba Fett versus Cad Bane. And then that whole gunfight will happen then. Later, yeah. So there's like a big confusion about it. And apparently there's some official concept art that has Cad Bane um, for this episode. And it has like, he's injured from a gunfight with Boba Fett or something on the concept art. So it's very confusing, like, mm-hmm. what happened when it happened, etc. But, um... I mean, I know one thing. He he did him super dirty. So, Hunter, his hand was like right, like on the, on the I don't know what it's called, like the handle of the gun, you mm-hmm. know. And he was right there. And Cad Bane, his hand was just like resting right above it, like, so like, Hunter started with his hand basically on the gun. Cad Bane was just big chilling, and he still, mm-hmm. I mean, spoiler alert, he still got to him. I think. All yeah, Cad Bane wins the duel. He hits Hunter yeah. in the chest. He and, and Hunter, Hunter after getting shot, like he, like it, it causes his shot to get thrown off, and he shoots Toto's leg off or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I think that's his name, right? Toto. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Toto three sixty, but Cad Bane takes Omega away at the end of the episode, and Cad Bane is such a mm-hmm. cool character. I I think it would be great to have Boba Fett show up. And, like, of those three options that I just said, I would prefer to see the Boba Fett versus Cad Bane happen later in this show. Mm-hmm. And I think what would be cool is Boba Fett is kind of an atypical clone as well. So, like, he probably doesn't have the chip in his head. Um yeah. I mean, they easily could say, like, he does have it, but, like, he... And that's why he's, like, loyal to the Empire in the um, Empire Strikes Back. I don't think that is the case, though. Um, But I could see, like, if Boba Fett encountered the Bad Batch, like, not being, like, a villain to them, but kind of, like seeing them mm-hmm. as, like, brothers and Omega as his younger sister or whatever. So I could see Boba Fett kind of, like, teaming with them to try to get Omega back from Cad Bane, and then they have the duel there. I think that'd be cool, but again, like, who mm-hmm. who knows? I doubt it would happen. But um, I would like to see Boba Fett just because, like, I wonder if the Empire is after him because he's a clone, but he's not, like, under their control. And then he's like, yeah, but I'll, I'll work for you. Like, that's fine. I'm a bounty hunter. I'll just work for you guys. Yeah. So, I don't know. The Cad Bane stuff was super cool, though. And I, to me, it feels like he'll definitely be in it more. Because he is currently mm-hmm. in possession of Omega. So, I don't think they would bring him in. And then just, like, he drops mm-hmm. her off and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I maybe, saw this, who knows? I saw this one thing, and it was like... Cad Bane happily abduct, abducting yet another innocent child. Man mm-hmm. really has no morals. He's just about the paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he's he's a little unscrupulous. He would do do anything for a check, mm-hmm. as they say. But so after Hunter gets shot, um, he does like later. Wrecker and Tech and Echo catch up with him, and they find him, 
and there's this really awesome shot where like you're seeing through hunter's like helmet visor so like first person what hunter's seeing Mm -hmm. and they're like come on like we need to go and they're like shooting at enemies uh, behind them as they escape and the little like you can see like the heads up display in his helmet and i will just say the little heads up display in his helmet um is like practically identical to like the one in the star wars commandos game mm-hmm. that will be it's an older game but i'm pretty it's on switch it's, now. yeah it's coming out on switch or is out on switch now so that's a cool little reference mm-hmm. in there um and otherwise yeah they're just the end of the episode is basically them just saying like he took omega <laughs> that's kind of it so oh yeah what a day it was it was it was exciting it was a good episode it was unexpected at the end um but i like that we kind of theorized and hoped that this show would kind of explore the underworld a little bit and that we would see them encounter like Mm -hmm. famous bounty hunters and so far we have fennec shand and cad bane so if this continues i would say we were right but i'd love to see them run into oh and maybe dengar yeah (laughs) i would love to see them run into the actual dengar or bosk or uh like embo Mm -hmm. like i would love to see more bounty hunters and it sounds like a lot of bounty hunters were hired for this job or it was put out there and a lot of them took it (gasps) that reminds me of a bit of news actually what but yeah that's about it for the episode so um there's not not much else besides um the coming weeks should be pretty exciting Mm. yeah the the piece of you saying embo reminded me of it um oh the vision yeah we will be getting our first look i don't know what that means like a trailer or just art mm-hmm. or a title or what but a first look at uh, star wars visions at like an anime expo anime expo light in july so that's coming up soon so that that should be like a pretty big i i can't i can't tell if that'll be like a big big thing at that event or like a small thing at that mm-hmm. event because, like, on the one hand, it's Star Wars, but on the other hand, it's, like, an American. It's more, like, it's not, like, a, not a, it's not, it's not not a real anime, but you mm-hmm. know what I mean. It's not, like, from, like, a, you, you know exactly what I mean. So, I'm curious uh, when we'll hear about that and what it, what it'll be. And the reason I say embo reminded me of it because i'm 110 mm-hmm. percent sure that embo's gonna be in it because i don't know what i'll do if he's not <laughs> um yeah it, it's definitely interesting that uh like they would announce the star mm-hmm. wars anime at like an anime convention instead of like a star wars thing mm-hmm. so um yeah, excited. Is there any other news? Um. Hmm. Well, 
I this is kind of a small bit of news. Um, so yesterday, the um, this is also kind of world between worlds here. They launched a Avatar, The Last Airbender. They launched a a podcast called uh, Braving the Elements, and it's hosted by two of the voice actors that are kind of have worked with them, but. Um, they mentioned in it, it sound, it sounded originally like it was just going to be like a companion, like watch along type show and then discuss kind of like what ARC Troopers will be. Um, but then they said that they're going to be having like a lot of special guests, including like Michael DiMartino and Brian mm-hmm. Konetsko, who are like two of the two creatives yeah. behind it. And... That leads me to believe that Dave Filoni will probably be on there. Um, because they mentioned him in this first episode. They are like, okay, the, we're starting with episode one. It's written by blah, 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 and directed by the great Dave Filoni. And so I'm like, yeah, he definitely... Um, mm-hmm. Dave Filoni, ever since Avatar... Like, he was working with Avatar when he was, like... And he was a big Star Wars nerd, and so people reached out to him from Lucasfilm at the time to kind of like come along and and work in Star Wars based on what they've seen with his work at Nickelodeon and he originally thought some of his co-workers at Nickelodeon were pranking him because they knew how much of a Star Wars nerd he was but uh yeah he definitely has a love for both franchises he puts little Last Airbender references all over the place there's a um a clone in the Clone Wars who is, his armor's white like most clones, and then with blue accents and he has an arrow on his head and his name's Oppo. <laughs> yeah. A-P-P-O as opposed to Oppa from... Yeah, so I, I'm excited for that inevitability just to hear him talk about Avatar and probably Star Wars too because he doesn't seem he doesn't seem like the guy who can't not talk about Star Wars. Or it does seem like the guy that can't not talk about Star Wars. But anyway, I digress. <sighs> um, in other news, The High Republic Wave 2 comes out next Tuesday. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's not Phase 2. I think there's like three phases coming out. Um... Like, Light of the Jedi, Quest of the Jedi, and Trials of the Jedi or something. I think those are the three phases. But within each phase, there's multiple waves. We don't know how many waves yet. So, Wave 1 was Light of the Jedi, um, Test of Courage, and Into the Dark. And then the two comics that are going on. And Wave 2 is starting with... The Rising Storm, Race to Crash Point Tower, and Out of the Shadows, and then there's also the the comics are still running. There's going to be like a four or five part graphic novel, I think, and then um, a audio drama as well, which I assume are also part of Wave Two. But um, like. There's there's going to be an author's event on Monday because the books drop Tuesday. Um, at least uh, Rising Storm and Race to Crash Point Tower did. 
And so Monday, Barnes & Noble's having a virtual event that I registered for. It's free to register for, but you have to register to get in um, at 6 o'clock. And it's all five of the High Republic authors, and they're just going to talk about like what they've done, maybe probably tease like what's coming next or whatever. But that's exciting. Looking forward to that. Um, I... Th I think I have the first two books pre-ordered because the way they do it is they release like the adult novel and the young reader novel on the same day and then like a month later release the young adult novel and then the comics come out like once a month or whatever something like that so uh, yeah that's coming up and getting more and more excited to see because uh, Kevin Scott is the guy who's right, who, writing Rising Storm. He did Dooku Jedi Lost, which is one of my favorite books to read. The script. I haven't listened to it yet, but and he also does one of the comic books. Uh, one of the comics that's going on, and he's done several other comics. But um, I love Light of the Jedi so much, I'm excited to see like what the next uh, part of the story is and yeah it's super exciting mm -hmm. hopefully we'll launch Lando's library <laughs> one oh, of those Lando's extra library. shows and well, I'll cover those is there any update on anything like that CEO over here <laughs> um no we're probably going to have to decide what to do and when to do it and uh, any any update with the the stew project um well we bought the paint for it bought the paint <laughs> what color paint this is it's important. red so my idea for the studio i'm gonna get like a desk to have the podcasting stuff on i'm gonna get a projector i'm gonna paint the walls red except for a rectangle of white and then maybe put some trim around it and to, th and to throw stuff up on the wall no like a curtain or a, a rectangle of white in the middle of the red with maybe some trim around it and then curtains that can open or close over the white and so the projector will project onto that's what i was saying that's what i meant by throw stuff up on the wall like oh i thought you meant like, like put posters and you stuff. like jamie throw that up or something you know like, well no that'll just be like so i can it's gonna be a yeah. home theater but it'll also be where my all of my books and movies and podcasting stuff is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, obviously, you'll have, like, RGB strip lights on every surface of the... Um, and so it's just vast in the glow. Holocrons kind of scattered throughout the room. Yeah. We, we'll, we should track that track the project as it, as their updates i don't know i think people would be interested in hearing about it before they see maybe it. before they see it yeah maybe but it's basically like other stuff has to be done before we do that so gotcha well have we said it all i think but we've only talked for 30 minutes well <laughs> it's a short one today yeah but it'll be maybe longer, maybe some other time. I didn't get much sleep last night because I just had to wake up at 
six to watch Loki this morning. I so. watched Loki at like eight thirty. Couldn't be me, but so yeah, I'm a little a little tireder and then more tired than I would typically be. So yeah, well, I'm tired because I have cats now. <laughs> <laughs> I live with cats uh-huh. now. And they just jump on mm-hmm. Nexus, I think you Nexus. mean. Loth cats. Yes. They are scamps. Well, <laughs> we, this was an oddly short yeah, let's, let's pull the plug now. All right. <laughs> we will see you next time on Lando's Lounge. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Lando's Lounge. Lando's Lounge can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and more. If you enjoyed this episode, consider sharing us with a friend or rating us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. To engage with us on social media, follow at Lando's Lounge Podcast on Instagram and like and follow the Lando's Lounge page on Facebook. To ask a question for our Q&A segment, The Carbon Freeze, engage with us in comment sections or shoot us a DM for the possibility of your question being featured. The intro music to this podcast is Star Wars Cantina Band Closed on Sunday Lo-Fi Remix. Thank you again for listening and tune in to the next episode.